0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Two weeks, two brutal losses for the Seahawks. But this one stings a little bit more than usual as the Seahawks were just completely manhandled by the Vikings on Sunday, especially on the defensive side of the ball. After being up 17-7 in the second quarter, Seattle gives up 23 unanswered points. So with that in mind, Let's start off with the lone defender who we heard from after the game on Sunday, Carlos Dunlap. He offered his thoughts and talked about the team's performance during the game. Frustrated. Disappointed. We got executed this game and the second half of last game. Nobody loves to see that happen um, because we know we have way more ability than we have shown, but we have to go do it. The Seahawks were without two key defensive linemen in this game. Benson Mayoa was inactive with a neck injury and Kerry Hyder left early on in the game with a concussion. Dunlap was asked if he thought that the absence of Mayoa and Hyder had a serious impact on the Seahawks' defensive performance. I don't think no one person caused us the game today or two people caused us the game today. We as a collective on both sides in all phases did not put our best foot forward and we um, we all got out executed today, and that's what the scoreboard displayed. Let's hear from head coach Pete Carroll and his thoughts on what went down against Minnesota, especially on the defensive side of the ball.
1: A really difficult game for us today, uh, the way it went. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Minnesota's been work, working the football on offense and in, in the first couple games really well and they did just what they've been doing in the first couple games. We didn't stop them like we needed to. Um, when you mix it together, the, the offense really was, was rolling in the first half and, uh, Every third down was so crucial. We needed to stay on the field and, and keep the defense off the field and we weren't able to do that. So we didn't work together well. And, um uh, there's a really long season. There's a lot of games to be played and we got to make sure that we get right and get better and improve and make some, uh, you know, make some adjustments so that we don't, it doesn't look the same as it did. Um, we need to see four quarters consistent football uh, enough to get a win. And, uh, we didn't have it today. It wasn't there. We did. Every, we threw everything out there. That, you know, we threw all the stuff we've been working on. We we, we went with today, um, tried different things to, to get pressure, uh, but they they seemed to have they're ahead on the rhythm. They they were, they did a nice job of staying ahead of us, and and uh, we weren't able to get pressure on the early downs to offset those third downs, make them longer, and uh, they were they were real effective. They're they're good. They're really good on offense. They they that's just exactly how they've been looking. And I, I thought we would be able to offset it and uh, we would control the run better. But as as the game wore on, they were able to do what they needed to do in the fourth quarter and, and
0: piled it up. Man, and when we're talking about the defense, didn't this game just seem to flip on that one holding call on defense for Ugo Amadi? After that, the Vikings are able to get the touchdown. Then the Seahawks miss a field goal after getting inside scoring range, and after that missed field goal, the Seahawks really didn't have a chance at points after that. But going back to the Seahawks defensive backs, Carol was asked about the absence of defensive backs coach Andre Curtis, and if that had any impact on the unit's performance.
1: No, there, there's a, that's a factor. I'm t- I promise you that's a factor, unfortunately. You know, Andre is a, is a He has a real positive effect with our guys. And, uh, you know, suddenly he's out of the mix. And um, we missed him. We missed him today.
0: It was reported up at Seahawks.com a little bit earlier this week that Curtis would miss the game for personal reasons. And Coach Carroll was quoted as saying that he's dealing with a non-COVID-related situation. So hopefully all is well with Mr. Curtis. And he'll be back coaching the defense here soon. And again, back to that defense. Carroll was also asked about the play of the Seahawks' cornerbacks against the Vikings' receivers.
1: Uh, We didn't make very many plays out there today. Uh, We need to help them more. Um, I was disappointed late in the game. We we needed to challenge to get some wins to see if we could get off the field that way. And uh, their receivers beat us, you know, and they did a nice job.
0: Nine catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown for Justin Jefferson. Six catches, 50 yards, one touchdown for Adam Thielen and 323 yards passing on the day for Kirk Cousins. Definitely not good enough for the Seahawks' defensive backs. Carroll said that cornerback Sidney Jones, who Seattle traded for with Jacksonville during the preseason, that he's going to be ready to go soon.
1: He's really close. He's close to be playing and helping us, and and, the competition is on. And um, this week, I I mean, I told him I thought we might play him today, and and we just didn't get it done today, and, and, uh, you know, we'll— We'll be looking at everything.
0: The Seahawks are at one and two. It's only three games into the season. They got some big games coming up on the schedule. They need to get ready for Pete gave us some words of optimism going ahead for this team.
1: You to yeah, you have to stay together. Yeah, yeah, stay together hang together. And it's a long season, and we don't know how the stories are going to be written. Right now, you know, you guys will go off and, and, and you know, try to figure it out. But you don't know. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with other teams and all of that. And we have to just keep staying together and, and stay connected and, and keep giving ourselves the opportunity to have a great season. And the only way to do that is to hang. And so, uh, you know, this, here we go. We're on a, on the road again next week. Yeah, we got to get through this, this start and, and, uh, um, and get rolling.
0: And here's what Russell Wilson had to say about how the Seahawks can bounce back for next week's game against the San Francisco
2: 49ers. I think that we were confident that we can uh, respond in the right way. I thought we responded in the right way. Even this game in the sense of coming off of last week's game, I thought, you know, um, our mentality was right coming into the game. The game was, you know, really there for the most part until late in the third quarter kind of got away from us there just uh, in the beginning of the fourth, but we felt really confident in what we were doing, how we were doing. we were really well prepared. Shane did a great job preparing us all week. We, we were on our stuff, um, you know. So as we go throughout the season, there's going to be challenges. It's going to be journey. It's going to be a journey. Uh, we're not stopping here, you know. And, and uh, I think that our mentality uh, has to be at the highest level always, and that's where we're at. So uh, we know that, and we're prepared to do that, and we're prepared to go on this journey. And we know it's going to be tough. Um, you take one game at a time. You play one one moment at a time. Um, and we can always be cleaner, we can always be better. But uh, I believe in this football team, I believe in what what we can do and what we will do.
0: As I mentioned before, after the Seahawks got in field goal range, that missed field goal by Jason Myers, the offense shut down, essentially, after that. Let's hear what Russ had to say about the team's struggles on offense in this game.
2: Well, I think that we we were moving the ball extremely well in the first half. I um, think our tempo was great. We're in and out of the huddle, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we really had t- that really two possessions, really in the, in the one in the third and one in the fourth. And then we had that two minute one where I thought we hit Penny for a touchdown. Uh, they made a good play on it with like four minutes to go, three fifty or whatever to go. They had a chance there um, on fourth down. Um, you know, so I think that we, we just have to stay the course. You know, we're a good, we're a good offense and we can do a lot of great things. Um, you know, it's going to be challenging sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to be a score every single time necessarily. But I think that, um, you know, we had that, uh, the, the, the drive in the third quarter where, um, they made, a, they made one or two good plays on that. And then we got the ball middle of the fourth. Um, and, uh, just we could have been a little bit crisper on, on the here, here and there. And so, I just think that uh, we got to stay the course. We got a challenge ahead of us, and and that's really um, where our head is at.
0: Finally, Seahawks tight end Gerald Everett spoke about whether or not he thought the offense was going through some growing pains in this game, especially considering the new offensive coordinator and some new additions to the team as well, including Everett. I mean, anything you do that's new, you're going to have to wrinkle out a couple kinks here and there. So that's what we're doing. You know, we we pre- we felt pretty good in fall camp
2: and. Preseason in week one up to this point, but Minnesota is a good team. So,
0: you know, they were coming off of a couple tough weeks and, you know, they got their first one tonight, but, you know, we should have had this one. Closing out with injury news, Kerry Hyder, as I mentioned before, sustained a concussion. Jordan Brooks had some severe cramps when he was carted off the field. Some good news out of this game, especially after a scary moment. Pete Carroll said that Tyler Lockett is fine after his injury scare in the second half. In fact, We did see Tyler out there on those final drives for the Seahawks, and he was running down the field fine. But yes, a scary moment for sure when it looked like Lockett's ankle got twisted up pretty good on that tackle where initially it was called a fumble, and then on the review, it showed that his knee was down. And that's going to do it for this show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. He's also got the notes from the press conferences up at FieldGoals.com. Cigar Thoughts posted there as well from Jackson Bevins and Mookie Alexander. He is the conductor of the Fire Ken Norton Jr. train. So if you want to hop on that train as well, Mookie's article is the one to check out there. I'll be back with Clinton Bonner talking three in, three out. Drop your ins, drop your outs. I know you got to have some ins for this game. Come on, there's got to be some. We have to do three, and we might need your help this week. So tweet at Bond on Twitter. Use the hashtag 3I30, and I will be back with him a little bit later on talking about this Seahawks loss to the Vikings. So until then, go Hawks.